Wonderful. Good morning, everybody. Really good to be together. Lots. I noticed extra chairs out this morning, which is fantastic. Lots of us together. So it, um, it really is good. Um, looking forward to the good time we're having together. Um, so something I just wanted to um, start off by mentioning um, that you'll have heard us talking about a little bit recently um, is our new small groups that uh, we're really excited about. Um, the, the group's called Huddles. Uh, a little bit of a, a different name, I know. Um, and really just wanted to say that we really believe these are something uh, that we're doing in response to what God's spoken to us about um, in the season of slowing down, you know, discipleship uh, and devotion really being key. And we really believe that these can really help us in uh, and discipleship. And it's just great that you know, lots of us have signed up. Um, if you're still interested and you haven't signed up, then please do come and um, speak to us. Um, we, we just believe that these opportunities for, for meaningful relationships to be really um, fostered, to be grown, you know, Existing friendships uh, as well as new ones. I just really want to encourage you um, in these groups that um, you'll get out of it uh, what you put in. So just encourage you to really commit, to get involved, uh, be open and vulnerable. Um, We're really excited. So um, just to give you a little kind of preview, uh, this is one of the little uh, booklets that we've produced. Um, So if you've signed up, you will be getting one of these um, delivered through your door by the postman, hopefully in the next couple of days. So you've got that to look forward to. So that'll tell you who your um, huddle leaders is um, and and they'll be in contact you, uh, with you uh, in the next week or so. You know, God really does provide for us, doesn't he? He answers prayers. He moves supernaturally. Um, but sometimes I think we can be like a little bit over-spiritual and think, um, oh, no, I don't need anyone else's help. It's all just, you know, God will, God will provide. But actually, you know, sometimes it's God putting people in our lives. That's how he provides for us often. Um, it's those horizontal relationships, the people that are alongside us, our brothers and sisters. And that's how he provides for us. So let's make the most. Let's draw on people um, and let's um, you know, use those relationships to help us, to support us. You know, God said himself, didn't he, that it's not good for, for man to be alone. I know we think of that and we think, oh, yeah, that was talking about marriage. But actually, no, it's about relationship. Um, it's not good for, for man or woman to be alone. And that's why it's so important that we have people uh, alongside us. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to encourage us in that, um, in terms of the huddles, the huddle group starting uh, this week. Um, so that isn't what I'm going to speak on today, uh, but I just wanted to mention that. Uh, we've been having some fantastic words, haven't we, uh, in recent weeks about slowing down. Really encouraged by the word that Ruth brought to us last week about hearing God and the different ways that we can, we can hear God. Um, and in terms of this kind of slowing down, I know we've heard a few analogies um, about kind of traveling, but I couldn't resist that. I wanted to just give us one more analogy, one that I think is quite um, relevant to me, and hopefully you can relate to this um, in some way as well. Um, you know, for me, I love to go places. Um, and for me, there's no better way to travel than on a bike, on two wheels. And I know that might not all be your kind of cup of tea, uh, but for me, there's no better way to, to travel uh, than that way. And I just love to tell you why, what some of the benefits of that. Um, when you're in a car, you know, if you slow down to five or ten mile an hour, you're not going to be slowing down for long before there's someone behind you beeping the horn saying, come on, get a move on, hurry up, what are you doing? I've got somewhere to get. The beauty of being on a bike is you can go as slow as you want, as fast as you want. You can go at your own pace. And I think one of the beauties of that is that you really get to take in everything around you. You get to take in the world around you. You can really appreciate um, your environment. I'll come on to that a bit more later. 
Um, so one of the other um, great benefits is, you know, in a car, we're kind of insulated from the world around us, aren't we? We're on our own kind of little metal box, maybe with a radio on or our own little world. But on a bike, it's not kind of the same. You can kind of say hello to the passerbys, you cycle past them. Sometimes, occasionally, when I pull up at the lights and there's another cyclist there, I'll say a quick hello, isn't the weather nice today or isn't it rubbish today? Um, so you've got that opportunity to engage with the world around you. Um, and finally, um, as I said, I love to discover new places. And one of the beauties of being on a bike is that you're not restricted by roads. You can go kind of off the beaten path. You can go down the canal track. You can go up, by, up to the mountain top. You can go along by the lake. You're not restricted um, in the same way. So why am I telling you this? Um, well, I guess for, for two reasons, really. You know, it's, in, it's important the way we travel um, the speed that we travel at. And I mean, yes, in journeys, I guess, but also in life. In life, how we travel matters. Uh, and if we can think about some of those things, about taking in the world around us, about slowing down, about being able to engage with the world, I really believe that that will be a, a blessing to us. And that really relates um, to what I want to speak about today. Um, so what I want to talk to us about today is something a bit different. Um, but I don't just want us to think of it as something idealistic, a nice thought. Uh, I really want it to, us to encourage us to, to change a little bit the speed in which we live and the way in which we engage in the world around us. Uh, and Ruth actually shared the kind of verse, which is the, I suppose, the kind of key verse for me in this message. She shared it last week. Um, so I'm going I'm to read that again. So you can follow along if you want to in your Bibles or tablet or phone or whatever it is. Um, And this is Psalm 19, beautiful psalm, one of my favourite ones. Um, Psalm 19, verses 1 to 6. This is what it says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voices go out to all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. We have a glorious God, don't we? We have a wonderful, beautiful God. A God who doesn't hide himself from us, but he shows himself to us. He reveals himself. And one of the ways I want to look at this morning that he reveals himself is through his creation. And I really feel this psalm captures that so well. That not with words necessarily, but with the beauty of creation, God reveals something of himself to us. It's not necessarily that... You know, when we hear the birds singing in the morning, we can maybe decipher what they're saying. If that's you, then let me know what they're saying. I'd love to know. But actually, there is something in creation that reveals something. It says in verse 2, they reveal knowledge. Um, and Romans 1.20 kind of teaches us on this, this topic as well. This is what Romans 1.20 says. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his, ex- his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Now I'd suggest to us that you know, to see something of God, to see something of Jesus in creation, we can't kind of rush past and quickly see, oh, there's a nice tree there. Oh, yeah, we need to slow down. 
We need to really slow down to engage with that. And it, that can be difficult, can't it? There's so many priorities in our life. But when we do that, I really believe there's a blessing for us. There's a blessing for us, our spirit and our soul. Um, that both we can see something of God, see something of his glory in creation. And actually as well, that God's given creation to us for us to enjoy, for us to engage with. So I want to first off talk about the big of creation. The vastness, the magnificence of the heavens. I don't know about you, but sometimes you know, on a dark, starry night... I know in Manchester there's a bit more light pollution than other places, but you can still on a dark starry night just look up into the heavens and just be in awe at space, at creation, at the vastness of the universe. You know, that light coming from those stars has been travelling for millions of years before it reaches us. Just to think about the vastness of the universe. You know, as mankind we now understand that we are part of a country, that's part of a planet that's part of a solar system, that's part of a galaxy, and there's billions of galaxies that make up our universe. That's just incredible, isn't it? The awesome nature of our universe. And God is over all of it. He's the author of it. He's the one that set it into motion. Now, we sung this morning, didn't didn't we, that um, his is the glory, the power, the kingdom. We said yours is the kingdom, and it's all of his He created, he set it into motion. He's creator of it all. And not only that, he sustains it. In Colossians 1, 16 to 17, it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He, I don't know, as that song goes, he holds the whole world in his hands. He holds the whole universe in his hands. But likewise, he holds our lives in his hands as well. So I just want to encourage us to think about the vastness of God, his power, his glory that's displayed in the big of the universe. But another aspect maybe we don't think about quite so much is the small as well. The very small God created every single tiny atom in this world, the smallest of things. Uh, And in terms of kind of thinking about scientific development as well, you know, we were starting to understand a little bit more about the fact that everything, every single thing in our world is made up of atoms that are made up of molecules that are made up of protons, neutrons, electrons, but it even goes smaller than that. You know, we discovered, I think in the 70s, that it even goes smaller than something called quarks. Who knows, maybe even smaller than that. You might be thinking, why are you talking about this, James? Why are you giving me a bit of a science lesson? I'm just thinking about the fact that God cares about the detail. He cares about even the tiniest thing. He created every single atom in the universe. And for me, that just speaks of God's care, of his involvement in even the tiniest thing. Psalm 139.13 says, or tells us that he knit us together in our mother's womb. That he, invo- he was involved in bringing us into the world. Nothing is too small for him. Nothing is too mundane or unimp- unimportant. And I read this, uh, verse, uh, this um, quote recently um, from Philip Yancey, uh, which really spoke to me in relationship to this. Um, 
oh God, wise enough to create me and the world I live in is wise enough to watch out for me. A God wise enough to create me and the world in which I live is wise enough to watch out for me. And he does that. He watches out for you. He watches out for me. Um, I don't know if we've got, hopefully we've got a bit of a video. I can, you know, I could talk about this vastness and the fact that he's part of every single molecule and he created it all. But um, some of you might have seen this video before. Um, hopefully we can watch it, can we? Are we? If we can, um, it just for me, it's... It just helps in um, just seeing the God of the universe, the God who's part of the very smallest thing in the world and he's part of all of our universe. So just as you watch this, just think about God. I don't know about you, but when I saw that, I found it. Oh, I mean again. I found it pretty amazing that we have a God who created all of that, that he's over all that, the very tiniest to the greatest thing in our universe. And you know, in the Word as well, in the Bible, so much of it uses creation to help us understand more of who God is, to, to know who he is, and to know who we are in his image as well. So I just wanted to take us to a, a couple of verses as well that use, really draw on creation to help us see who God is. So the first one is uh, Matthew 6, uh, verses 26 to 29, um, and this is Jesus um, talking. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all the splendor was dressed like one of these. Um, probably one of the most uh, well-known psalms. Um, I think we heard this in our worship um, a week or so ago as well. And this really expresses something of the heart of God and who he is in, in David speaking out this psalm. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, both these examples um, used in draw on creation, don't they? And they just explain powerful truths about who God is. That he's a God of care, that he's a God of protection, a God who guides us. And there's many of the examples and we could look at in the word that really show different facets of God's character, his power, his beauty, his kindness. And you know, maybe for us, um, there's different places we can think of um, that we've been in our lives. Memories maybe where we've been in a certain place. um, And we've just enjoyed something of creation. Maybe it was on a mountain. Maybe it was by a lake. um, Maybe it was in a desert, on a beach. Or maybe it was just in our back garden, just staring up and just appreciating all that God had created. And I'd really just like us to take um, a minute or so just to really think on that, to think of maybe a time um, where we've just been really able to appreciate God's creation, where something of God's creation has spoken to us. And perhaps if you struggle with that, I think we might have a few images to come up on, on the screen as well that just show something of the magnificence of his creation. So let's just take a couple of minutes. And as we do that, 
Let's cause it to stir our hearts to praise, to stir our hearts to think of how great our God is. muted myself maybe we could uh, tell each other a little bit later on perhaps where where that place was for us that we we thought about and you know in response to this word you might be thinking well you know i'm not really an outdoor person um or you might be thinking you know we live in a city here you know can we really enjoy god's creation um and what i'd say to us it's about us engaging with um God's creation and when we do that it can lift our spirits Um, it can do our soul good you know if you were here for the word that we had um, a couple of weeks ago um, Sarah Lawrence was talking about rest wasn't she and just doing nothing Um, and one of the things she kind of challenged us to think a little bit about as well is what does your soul good and that might look slightly different for each of us but I really believe that for all of us there's something um, in engaging with and enjoying God's creation and seeing his glory through creation so I really believe there's something for all of that um, for each and every one of us in that Um, and you know when you thought about that kind of beautiful scene maybe just a moment ago maybe you know the it wasn't the first place that sprung to mind. Probably wasn't Manchester, perhaps. It could have been, but maybe it wasn't. Um, I don't know where it was, but for, for me, I do love to be amongst the mountains. I love the Lake District. Um, I love where uh, Rhea's hometown, uh, Merthyr, just to be in the valleys, those beautiful mountains, um, and just to, to see the vastness and the glory and look down on the landscape. But, you know, we don't need to go that far. We don't even need to go more than a mile from here, really. Um, you know, we, we are so blessed even in you know, this part of Manchester just a mile away from here in that direction we have Withenshaw Park you know that is a, a, such a beautiful place to be able to enjoy his creation and if you've never been there I really encourage you go there it, there's some spectacular scenes just walk amongst the, uh, the trees enjoy God's creation I think we, had a, we might have had a picture of it but um, yeah, just do, you know, if you didn't believe me, it is a beautiful park. It is a great place to enjoy his creation. Um, and for me, yes, there we go. A beautiful, and a, a lovely, probably a misty morning in Withenshaw Park. Yeah, for me, um, there's something in this, um, this message as well um, that really links with our praise for God. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, as I enjoy his creation, something within me stirs. Something within me just wants to thank God, to praise him for his creation, thinking that he's just over it all, that he's in it all. And we've already heard, heard, haven't we, in the Psalm 19, that the heavens declare his glory. And I just want to briefly read uh, another psalm for us as well, um, which shows that... um, No, there's something in creation about declaring his glory, about declaring his praises. And this is um, Psalm 148. So I'm going to read a little bit of it um, from the Passion Translation. Um, And I love the the title to this, um, that's given to this particular psalm. So in the the Passion Translation, it it calls it the Cosmic Chorus of Praise. Isn't that a great title? Cosmic Chorus of Praise. It says this, 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let the skies be filled with praise and the highest heavens with shouts of glory. Go ahead. Praise him, all of you messengers. Praise him some more, all of you heavenly hosts. Keep it up, sun and moon. Don't stop now, all you twinkling stars of light. Take it up even higher, up to the highest heavens, until the cosmic chorus thunders his praise. Let the entire universe erupt with praise to God. From nothing to something, he spoke and created it all. He established the cosmos to last forever, and he stands behind his commands. So his orders will never be revoked. Let the earth join in with this parade of praise. You mighty creatures of the ocean's depth, echo in exultation. Lightning, hail, snow and clouds, and the stormy winds that fulfill his word. Bring your melody, O mountains and hills, trees of the uh, forest and fields. Harmonize your praise. Praise him, all beasts and men and birds and mice and men, kings, queens, princes and princesses, young men and maidens, children and babies, old and young alike, everyone, everywhere. Let them all join in with this orchestra of praise. For the name of the Lord is the only name we raise his stunning splendor ascends higher than the heavens he anoints his people with strength and authority showing his great favor to all his godly lovers even to his princely people israel who are so close to his heart hallelujah praise the lord aren't those wonderful words wonderful words that just show us that all of creation is involved in his praise you know God's purpose in bringing creation and bringing the universe into being was that he might be glorified. And above all, that's about us. It's about mankind. It's about us who are made in his image, about bringing him praise, about glorifying him. And we do that when we recognize who he is with spiritual eyes. And I believe that creation has a role to play in helping us in that. And, you know, I've talked about a number of different ways that that could happen. He can show us his power, his might, his care. And I think we do that with quite a lot of creative works, don't we? If we think about it, we can look at a book, a poem, maybe a painting, and we can analyse it. We look at the brushstrokes, we look at the words that the author uses. Rian actually does that in her job. As as an English teacher, she helps students kind of analyse um, literature to understand what's behind, what was the author thinking, what's going on with the author, who was um, that author. And I think creation in the same way can help us a little bit just in seeing the glory of God you know as we enjoy it as we appreciate it and marvel at it we can see something more of God and his glory but of course you know we don't worship creation itself Um, we appreciate it you know if we were to worship it that would be dishonoring to God but as we appreciate it um, it can cause us to give thanks and praise to him So my real encouragement to us this morning um, is that we can spend some time enjoying creation as well. So my encouragement is, you know, slow down, take an opportunity to enjoy that creation. And as you do that, you know, as well, be ready to hear what God says. Be ready to hear what he says to you in your heart. He is an amazing God, isn't he? He is such an amazing God. Um, And there's a song that um, I particularly love that really speaks of this. Um, I just want to uh, read the words out to us. I don't know, can we sing it together as well, James? Um, um, 
your mate, what's the, what's the title of it again? Indescribable. Can we do that? That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll read us the words as well. And that'd be great to be able to, uh, to sing together. Cool. From the highest of, highest of heights to the depths of the sea, creation is revealing your majesty. From the colours of fall to the fragrance of spring, every creature unique in the song that it sings, all exclaiming, indescribable, uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. All-powerful, untamable, awestruck, we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim, you are amazing, God. Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go? Or seen heavenly storehouses laden with snow? Who imagined the sun and gives source to its light, yet conceals it to bring us the coolness of night? None can fathom. Let's not forget, he's an awesome God of creation, but he's the God who knit us together in our mother's womb, the God who loves us, and he wants to show himself to us. He wants us to experience more of him. He wants us to slow down in life, to be able to appreciate who he is, to know him closer. So my encouragement to us, let's do that. Let's take time to do that as family. Enjoy his creation. Appreciate his glory. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's um, sing in a moment um, those words together um, and just remember him, rejoice in him, give thanks to him again.